welcome to episode five, I think now, of our Final Fantasy podcast. Good evening. Um, this evening we have Gecko, Kane, and Zessel. So first we'll start off with uh, Gecko. If you could introduce a little bit about yourself, please, and uh, what you love about Final Fantasy. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, well, I um, I'm Gecko Man. Uh, real name's Chris. Uh, not that I, I, I open up to that very often, but there you go. Uh, I I I'm from Scotland. Uh, I was introduced to uh, Final Fantasy through a friend actually, uh, who originally owned uh, Final Fantasy VII. So I originally played it from from that from that point onward, uh, and then. My first one that I actually purchased myself was Final Fantasy VIII, uh, which is probably probably the one I've played most. Uh, and I've made my way through kind of like the rest of the series, going forward and then from seven backwards. Uh, That's pretty much the same as me. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 it kind of jumped a bit. I mean, I've still not finished five yet, uh, but I've done one, two, three, and obviously four and it's predecessor. It's a, it's a sequel. Cool, Kane. I know we've had you on before, but if you could please just introduce yourself and yeah, okay. a bit about Final Fantasy. Um, yeah, Kane. Um, I, I just love the Final Fantasy series. My favorite series. Um, I've gone through basically every main game and a few of the spinoffs as well. Uh, and I just really like all the stories on them, like all the characters. And this one, that four, is actually my favorite one out of the whole series. And Zessel. <laughs> Hi, I'm Zessel. Um, I played every single Final Fantasy that's been released in the States. Um, I've been playing Final Fantasy since I was a little kid. I started off with uh, Final Fantasy 1 on the Nintendo, but uh, FF4 is my favorite. Cool. So, yes, today we have a good bunch of Final Fantasy 4 fans. Uh, <laughs> as you can tell from some of the names... Uh, so, uh, what we will start with is, well, actually, Zessel, what is it about for that makes it one of your top Final Fantasies? Um, it's more personal. It deals with, um, it has a duality complex, light side, dark side, and emotions, which everybody can get around with. The whole entire game is based off of duality. Okay. That's a cool answer. Um, Kane... Like uh, 1 and 2, 4 has been ported many times. What are the main differences between the many versions? And can you break down the complete collection? Yeah, us? okay. It, it got ported quite a bit <laughs> since the first release. Um, so the, the first port, just the, the US port that it made, um, they actually called it Final Fantasy 2 since they skipped 2 and 3. Um, they simplified a lot of the script. They took out a lot of the religious imagery. So, like, holy turned into white. Uh, many items got, many items and abilities got renamed. Um, they added something called a wait mode, so, like, you can think about what you're going to do before you have to do it. Um, they added, like, a little multiplayer function. You can choose which controller is going to control which player. Um, they removed protect, shell, and dispel from the game completely. Uh, they made remedies and ethers easier to get. A lot of items they just took out. They made secret passages uh, more visible. Um, they took out a lot of the main characters' abilities, like Darkness and Prey. Um, for part of the censorship, 
there's a there's a part with a giant scythe that's gonna like attack uh, hit Rosa. They change it into a metal ball. <laughs> oh. Um, they oh, expand yeah. some of the trailers' rooms, and um, there's a little developer's office that they took out. All right. Um, so that's just for the the port for the <laughs> for the original part. Um, PS One they didn't change too much. They just retranslated it, added a couple uh, opening sequences, they added a sprint button to it, um, and they made it so you can use items and magic multiple times in the menu. Uh, then they put it to the Wondrous One. They took out the cutscenes and the sprinting. They re- redid the sprites and they added a quick save. Oh, cool. Um, then, then they, then for the Game Boy Advance version, they added character portraits to all the dialogue. Um, they added a lot of new endgame stuff. So now, when you get to the final dungeon, you can actually switch the members of your party, which you weren't able to do before. Um, and they added a cave of trials to get ultimate weapons for these new characters that you could use. Um, and then after you beat the game, there's a post-game dungeon called the Lunar Ruins. And it's a 44 dungeon that gives each character their own trial to get a new ultimate weapon, basically. And new ultimate equipment. Um, then they added a bestiary and a music player, fixed a few bugs, and they added a few new bugs. There's one called a, a Psycho Edward bug. <laughs> Psycho Edward. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like a bug where you, um, he, you put him in Berserk and then he goes into hide and then he'll just keep continuously attacking the enemies while he's off screen. Cool. Um, then they did the DS. Uh, I'll, I'll come back to that. That's like a complete remake. Um, so then they did the PSP version. That's the complete collection. So the main thing with the with the complete collection is they they bundle it with the After Years, which is a sequel to Final Fantasy IV. Um, it takes place 17 years after the main game, and they added a new short interlude game, which is a year later. Um, and it kind of explains why the main villain of the After Years kind of looks like Ridia. Um, then what they added, they they added a couple of 3D cutscenes into the game. For this is for the main game. Um, they added the option to swap the music between the original music and the remade, the remade music. Um, they added auto battle. They made um, a second ATB bar for when you're casting spells. Um, they made Porum's Cry confuse enemies. And now, yeah, and that was, that was basically it for the complete collection. And then it had a whole graphical overhaul. Um, then for the DS, they completely overhauled the game uh, and made it harder. So they, they added a couple new story elements. Like they added a little bit more to Golbez's background. Um, gave a little bit more motivation for Zemus for what he's doing. And Kane's father. Um, they added a couple of new cutscenes. They added voice acting to everything. I mean, not to everything, but to the um, CGI cutscenes. And they added a new opening to it. And so and there's a character called Naming, Naming Way in all of them. Since he can't name anyone now uh, with the voice acting. They gave him like a new little side quest and where he changes his name throughout the game and you have to do little things for him. Um, they removed all the post-game stuff from the 2D version. Um, they added a new, a brand new system called the Augment System. And now they had, they had this little thing where um, you're in the menu. Depending on which character you control, you can see what their thoughts are at the time. And they add a little mini-map while you're exploring dungeons. 
And if you actually get 100% on the, each floor, you'll get an item. Um, they completely rebalanced the characters. They, they changed a lot of their abilities, a lot of their stats. Um, added new ones and stuff like that. They made Rosa's arrows infinite. They added a new summon called White, which is a completely customizable summon. Um, they changed the Fat Chocobo, so he doesn't store items, but he gives mini he gives mini games for the White summon to improve on them and customize them. And that that's also where you see the bestiary, the mu- music player, and the movie player. Um, they have auto battle there. They rebalance a lot of the bosses too to make them harder. Um, they get new attack patterns. They they have more health, and they do more damage. But now slow and stop will work on a lot of them. That's actually a really good strategy for most bosses there. Um, and for post game, they added they added two new bosses called the the Garion and Proto Babel. Those are two new super bosses, and they added a new game plus where um, you keep all the augments that you had from each playthrough. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a lot. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. lot. Yeah. What were the <laughs> years? What were the year differences between each of those? Like the uh, the last two releases, the DS version. What year was that? Double check that really quick. It was a few years though. Uh, also, just for everybody in the audience, just oh, audience, the audience, everyone in <laughs> chat, um, as you may have just seen, Tomato Boris has just done a question. Uh, we have a setting tonight in the channel points where I think it's just like 50 points that you can ask a question for these guys. So if you wanted to ask any of um, the speakers tonight that aim it at them in particular, or if you just want to ask everybody, feel free to pop a question in the channel point section. And then at the end of the stream, we will read them out unless they're relevant to something we're currently talking about, in which point, at which point I will just throw them in the middle and <laughs> sideline someone. Uh, okay, so the DS was around 2008. Yeah. And I believe the the PSP was around 2012. Oh, okay. Or or 2016, I think. Actually, sorry. <laughs> okay, that's very interesting how they they did that whole 3D thing, and yeah. uh, with the voices and everything. Okay, so let's move on to um, Gecko. Uh, I actually have quite a random question. Actually, how do you feel about mobile gaming, and do you usually port it to PC? Well, it's, it's, it's funny you should ask about uh, myself and mobile gaming because I actually do quite a lot of it. Uh, have have done for years, and I've even started uh, streaming mobile games on my own channel. Uh, so yeah, I've got a very very big place for uh, for mobile gaming. Uh, I mean, currently right now, I must have about I don't know about nineteen games on my mobile. Uh, <laughs> not that I play all of them at the same time, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I've I've got a very big place for it, and there's also uh, there's a lot of uh, ports on there for for Final Fantasy games as well. I mean, you've got uh, Final Fantasy one and two uh, that are all on. Uh, I think most of the most of the uh, the the app shops there, uh, and, I, and I and I believe uh, I think I think four was there as well. Is it not? If it, you might correct me if I'm wrong about that, because I'm 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 sure it was ported to mobile as well. I feel like it has been. Have you played any of those? Sorry, what was yeah, that? Yeah, so yeah. they were all on the mobile up to nine. Um, so have you played any of those, any of the Final Fantasy mobile versions? 
I actually played Final Fantasy One and Two on mobile. Uh, that was that was my that was actually my first experience of playing those two games was uh, was the mobile versions of them. Uh, before I end up playing it on on PC. And how how do you feel about their mobile versions of the Final Fantasy games? I mean, it, it works. I mean, you, you it, it's it's kind of what you would expect. Uh, you get you get a lot of the on screen. Uh, directional pads that you would use to to kind of move your characters about and the the they're kind of they've kind of, kind of uh, I don't know translucent in a way just so you can't really see them as much as you can see the game but it works uh uh for what it is uh but I would still probably recommend uh either you know playing it on its uh, playing it on its original uh ported version on the on the uh, uh, the original version of it, or if you can get a hold of any of the the, the, the console versions, or or even the PC port, because I've I've actually just recently uh, replayed the PC port myself as well, and uh, it works for absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, what's my next question? <laughs> oh well, actually, this is in relation to what Tomato has uh, just asked in chat. So my my version of Tomato's question was. For Kane, apparently one version of Final Fantasy IV is listed as easy compared to another. What elements differ between the two, which is where you mentioned earlier about the religious content being removed. So Tomato's question is, if it's not already been asked, what made the Japanese release significantly harder? So uh, so it's the Japanese one that was more difficult than the American? Is this correct? Right, and then, um, yeah, and there was another Japanese version they released. It was called Easy Type. That's what the easy mode is. Okay. Uh, they they renamed a lot of the monsters um, as an equipment. They reworded the script to make it easier to understand for people. Um, they add a little bit of extra dialogue to um, to like explain what the controls of the game are. Um, there's one part of the game where you get a mithril sword, but they replaced it with something called a, a piglet's bamboo sword. So that um, since it wasn't a metal sword, you can use it in the lodestone cavern to make that make that dungeon a lot easier. Um, they they made a lot of the weapons better. They made the ribbon also absorb elemental attacks on top of what it normally does. Oh, wow. Um, and they reduced the cast time on most of the spells. And they made summon books common. But that's, I think that's just when you use that, a random summon comes out. Um, enemies will take full damage no matter which role they're in. Um, and, and they had the script altered on some of the monsters, which actually made some of them harder. <laughs> But um, they added the save point half, like around halfway through the final dungeon, and um, the final boss he gets a new sprite, and um, that that new sprite you actually get to see it when you're in the lunar ruins in those later ports. He's the final boss of the um, of that post game dungeon. So why do you think that they made those differences? Do you, do you know if there's a reason that they made one harder than the other, or, or one easier than the other? Is probably the right. Sure, just a lot of people were saying that. Probably a lot of people said that the game was really difficult at the time. And, you know, back then you didn't have strategy guides or anything. Mm. To, I mean, not strategy you didn't have the internet yeah. to, <laughs> to figure out everything. So they probably just decided to make an easier version of it. Okay. And Zessel, have you ever played the original Japanese version? I have. Uh, my, favorite, my favorite version is the J2E, which is the Japanese to English translation patch. 
Uh, that's my preferred method of playing FF4 because you still got the glitches in there. You got the original text, except for two lines have been changed to Spoonie Bard line. <laughs> um, yeah, they changed. The Spoonie Bard line is only in the English edition. Um, it, it's just more difficult and way more fun. You got more weapons and items and spells to mess around with. Um, it takes like 30 minutes to beat Zeramis. How long would it normally cool. take? <laughs> <laughs> Say what? How long uh, if it, if it was if it weren't for that version? How long would Zeramis usually take? In my um on my Super Nintendo, I beat Zeramis in like two or three minutes. Oh wow! Okay, that's a big yeah. difference. Okay, um, so so we should all play the Japanese version then, by the sounds. <laughs> for the uh, true experience. Oh, you yeah. are um, with the uh, Japanese version. You will die a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in um the sewers. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have to admit the the Japanese version I have actually not played. I played the 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 version that was translated to English onto the the Nintendo. Uh but uh I fully intend to play the Japanese version. Cool. I mean I also would like to be playing playing this. I just need to get an emulator. Try it. Um, okay, so Gecko, a confused translator, created the infamous Spoonie Bard line, which has just oh, been God. mentioned. What do you think the original was trying to say, and how has this line spread into other games? Well, uh, I mean, the Spoonie Bard is a—it's—it's—it's it's, it's kind of a grown out with uh, Final Fantasy itself. It's this. I mean, uh, uh, there was a, there was a lot of, uh, f to my knowledge, there was a lot of uh, mistranslation uh, on the original version uh, that was translated to English uh, onto the onto the Nintendo, uh, and that one in particular just happened to stand out because it was just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as for as for what what was intended, uh, I mean that's that's. That's kind of up for debate, really. I mean, you could, you, you, you mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to say unless you unless you actually, well, can read Japanese and you read the, the Japanese version, then you 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 would probably get an understanding of what was actually intended. Uh, but I mean, in terms in terms of the 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 line itself, as I say, it's it's kind of uh, it's 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 kind of made appearances inside Final Fantasy, uh, beyond just uh, four, and then it's kind of uh, went outside of uh, Final Fantasy as well. For so, for example, it, it appears uh, in Final Fantasy X, uh, that that line. Uh, the there's a, a warrior monk uh, and a uh, Girl in a cafe who refers to somebody as a spinny bard. Uh, uh, so uh, it's in Final Fantasy Twelve as well, right near the very beginning. Uh, oh, wow. uh, just outside uh, Miguel's uh, sundries and and Ravenaster, that's it's mentioned there as well. Uh, as well as the likes of uh, the city of Final Fantasy as well, they they kind of had it in there as well, where it was a line said by by Kefka uh, in reference to Kuja. Interesting. 
But uh, in terms of uh, going outside of Final Fantasy, it's appeared in, in other games like so the Phoenix Wright series. Uh, it's appeared in there where the the judge uh, uh, kind of hits out of the line out of nowhere. <laughs> so random. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 I can't remember what's like, uh, what, what actually happens, but he ends up saying, uh, I'm a spoon. Uh, I'm no spoon a bard I'll have, you know. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's, it's just, it's just <laughs> completely random. Uh, uh, and they've, just, they've obviously just thrown it in there because of the fact it has so much of a, a pop culture uh, or a culture to it. Mm. Yeah, it's so well remembered. Um so let's move on to the more the more combat battles style of this Final Fantasy. So Zessel, how do the battle mechanics of four compare to other Final Fantasies? And what battle selections do you have in this one that we haven't seen previously or maybe even since? Uh, Final Fantasy IV is the first Final Fantasy to introduce the ATB system in full effect, which I forgot the creator, but he got that from Formula One Racing. <laughs> and um, instead of right side, uh, you know, you select all your characters, you know, actions, and then left side. Um, now you got to worry about speed stats and all this <laughs> other stuff. Because um, uh, some characters, they can go twice before one character gets to go once. Uh, if your stats are <coughs> off. Um... In uh, some copies of the game, you have um, the ATB bar will change depending on what spells you have casted, like shield and protect and stuff like that. I'm sorry, I'm sick. Um, but uh, yeah, the ATB. Basically, when the battle starts, the gate starts running, right? Just like any Final Fantasy after four, all the way up to nine, hints of it are in ten. Um, basically, your bar, your gauge fills, you get to go. You know, just like I mentioned earlier, your speed stat. You know, you got a ninja up in there. He's going to go like two or three times. I'm sorry. Be right back. That's okay. Um, we can turn to Kane because Kane's next question is pretty similar to this. Um, in that Kane was going to talk about the uh, introduction of the ATB and how the mechanic changed the gameplay of. of oh, no, actually, that's Gecko's question. Sorry, Gecko. Yeah, Let me waiting. throw this at Gecko. <laughs> uh, how did this mechanic change the gameplay of subsequent FFs in the series? Which is something Zessel was about to hit on, so you could just cover it for him. <laughs> well, as as you said, I mean Zessel kind of uh, kind of touched on the subject uh, there. Uh, uh, Final Fantasy IV introduced uh, the ATB system. Prior to that, uh, it was, as Zessel said, a, a left-right system where you kind of chose your moves uh, and you know individual stats would determine in which order uh, characters' attacks would would go off. Uh, but the, but before they introduced the ATB system, which uh, was very prevalent uh, in the series for just how how enjoyable the experience was of that that actual style of play, uh, and it and it, and it kind of continued throughout the series up until up until they took it out for Final Fantasy X, where they kind of went back to a traditional kind of turn based system, and then reintroduced it uh, in Final Fantasy X too. <laughs> 
So uh, it's got, I mean, it's, it's, in terms of the, the main uh, bulk of the series, it is a very prevalent system up, and, up until you got to, you know, it's uh, the, 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 newer, the newer age when things started to change and people wanted the game to evolve. Uh, and uh, you'd, you'd, you'd seen things like sort of, uh, you know, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children showed off a lot of really cool cinematics uh, about... Uh, these characters doing battle, and then that's and that's what people were wanting to see in the game. So you started to see that kind of move towards that style of combat, uh, which is what we see a lot now today. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Cecil, uh, we were just pretty much following on from what you were saying about the ATB being introduced. Um, we can move on to Kane if you would like, where we were going to talk about uh, ninjutsu magic, if that's what how you pronounce it. Um, <laughs> being first introduced in 4 and then only used in online Final Fantasy since, what is this type of magic and why do you think it isn't in any of the other regular Final Fantasy series? Yeah, so it's, um, it's a group of magic specific to ninjas um, that Edge uses in 4. And basically all the, the ninjutsu, it's either AoE spells, like a flood or blitz, some kind of elemental attack, or a little bit of evasive spells like smoke. Um, I think after I think after this they didn't really use it because it's honestly not that useful <laughs> for Edge in um in four because he never really gets high magic stats to um, to take full advantage of it. And then after four, most of the time when you see a ninja, they could there would be one way or another they could just get black magic spells from something else anyway. Uh, they probably didn't feel a need to put ninjutsu in there as well. Okay. Um, we'll go back to Zessel now, if that's okay with Zessel. Um, what are the side quest summons, and do you usually get them? Uh, some side quest summons. Um, you got Goblin, and um, I forgot the bird. Uh, uh, I don't normally get them because they're useless, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I mean, you can... um. Well, you got the um, God, what are they called? I just had them on my tongue. The fairies. Uh, you can go get the sylphs. You can go get the sylphs and everything from the sylph cave. Uh, you can go to the land of summons to get um, uh, Leviathan and um, Ashura. Ashura. Uh, those two are useful. The uh, the sylphs, unless you're doing some hard content, I just ignore those as well. But uh, yeah, most of them get Leviathan and Ashura. In the fame arc. Okay. Um, and Gecko. Pig is a spell which is also introduced in and then left in four. Why do you think they didn't carry on with Pig? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. Uh, uh, do you know what? This is, what, this is probably one of the, the ones I struggled with most to actually come up with a good answer for. <laughs> uh, just, just because. I mean, Pig, Pig, is, one, Pig is one of those spells. It's. It's kind of covered by a lot of other stats effects, uh, or at least a lot of its a lot of its uh, impairments are covered by other effects. So it, it probably just came down to the fact that these other effects just made it so that it was unnecessary. Uh, but uh, doing doing some research, I actually did find that Pig did reappear uh, in the series. Uh, it appears in Final Fantasy fourteen. Ah, of course. Oh. 
Of course, fourteen. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but well, and, and and that's because Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, as you guys will probably be aware of, anyway, it, ha- it, it it likes to touch back on a lot of the older parts of the series and and bring it uh, to new light. Uh, so I think there was a there was a specific uh, boss that inflicted the pig status on you, uh, which made you uh, which caused you to be immobile for a certain period of time. But the the pig status effect itself, uh, I mean, it, 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 what it did is it, it disabled most of your uh, most of your regular commands and all all of your ability to cast magic. Uh, is it basically like Toad? It was basically like Toad, yeah, which <laughs> also existed in the same game. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's too much of the it, same thing. Yeah, well, I, th- I think that's what it came down to. I mean, they they, they kind of looked at Toad. You got you kind of got the, the the combination of Toad, uh, Pig, and Minnie in the same game. Yeah, uh, which kind of all kind of uh, cover into each other. <laughs> uh, with, the, and I think they, I think they probably just felt that the, it was just a bit too much. Uh, and yeah, I mean that, that's the only reason I can think of why it was was kind of left behind is that, that there was just other status effects uh, there that kind of did its job. Mm. But also, I mean, like we had um, in the last podcast episode where we were talking about one, two, and three, um, we were taught one of the questions or one of the answers and discussion topics was about the fact that they had, uh, was it called Toad then as well? And it's not Frog, I think um, it's still Toad then, but you had Minnie and you had Toad and those were used in the storyline as well as within battle. So they had a purpose already, whereas Pig didn't really have you didn't need to be a pig to like be anywhere you know it had no real purpose in the game so it's probably one of their reasons to never continue it no well the only, the only really relevant thing that pig had uh to the story is that uh i think there was just one one uh dancer woman who would just kind of decide that you just des- you deserve to be a pig uh, yeah. uh, and, and 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 you know that was that. that that was the only real thing relevant to you know w- wondering about the world that actually pig had an impact uh, on you but that was about it yeah yeah and as Zessel has actually just written in chat those pig sprites were so cute though oh they, they are <laughs> they are that's that that is a redeeming factor to be fair um... the main reason <laughs> With the with the pigs though, I can't. I'm pretty sure uh, the Mysidians, if you're uh, if you're under the pig status, they have different dialogue before you go on the Mount Ordeals. Okay. I'm not, oh, they are. I'm pretty sure about that. I need to go back and try that. That's cool. I, I, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. There's like two or three NPCs with different dialogue, I believe. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Okay. It's good to know. Um, now we're going to move on to a fat chocobo. So, Kane, there's a fat chocobo which you can summon to store and retrieve your items. Has this been used in other Final Fantasies? Um, actually, the the only other Final Fantasy it's used as a storage is three. Before then, um, but after that, after that, they just change what the fat chocobo is. Um, because after that, it'll just be either a summon, or in fourteen, you can you can use it as a mount even. And then uh, I, I said earlier, but even in the when they did the the remaster, the remake of it on the 3D, they didn't even make use the fat chocobo as a storage there either. Okay, it's interesting. Um, 
Zessel, which is the hardest boss to beat in your opinion, and how do you go about defeating them? Um, younger Zessel would be uh, Skargmiliane. Okay. Um, the first thing, but um, still to this day, I have problems going from um, uh, what's his name, the the Cognazo, uh, because you have a boss right before Cognazo who uh, who really way of whooping on. Lay a whooping on Fagan, you, and right? you go in, uh, yeah, Fagan. And yeah. then you go fight Cognazzo, and he's got this stupid shield. It still messes me up to this day. That's the hardest boss for me. Uh, people have problems with um, the Fiend of Fire. I'm forgetting names today. Rubicante. Yeah, Rubicante. <laughs> um, <laughs> or the Magus Sisters. But uh, mm -hmm. Cognazzo's always been hard for me. Because you're just at a point in the game where... It's just a huge spike in difficulty. It's just like, bye, you're gonna die. Yeah, yeah you... I, 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 sorry, I, I was gonna say I, I would kind of have to echo that as well. I mean, uh, I, I mean, up to that point, you're playing through the game quite naturally, and then you just get hit with a Cagnazo tsunami, and you're just instantly dead. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boy Chris in in chat has written that Demon Wall is my hardest in that game. You guys find well, demon, a fun one. demon wall. Yeah, it's demon a fun wall. one, Kane. <laughs> the demon, the demon wall. I found you just need to be, you need to be really fast. Yeah, and I think I think you can. I, I think the 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 the, the go to strategy is to inflict inflict slow on it, uh, yep. uh, just so you've got more time before it crushes you. Okay. Uh, demon wall. All thing I do is put the game on wait, stay in your inventory, or uh, in the in the command menu, and just keep laying, you know, attack on them, attacking spells. You'd be done in like two minutes. Yeah, and that's about it. It's stress incarnate. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just having to get rid of a bot in chat. Um, you didn't want more followers. <laughs> I know. I, I'm getting them all the time at the minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this question is now for. Also, just to remind everybody in chat, if you do have any questions for these guys, um, if you do channel points, you'll find that there's a super cheap. I think it's like fifty channel points, so you should have them immediately. Um, chuck a question in there, and then we will read your question out later on. So um, this next question is for each one of you. We'll go through you one by one. And it is, who is your favorite character in Final Fantasy IV and why? So Gecko, we will start with you. Oh, sorry. I was just saying hi to the audience. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, uh, anybody that's kind of asked me in the past uh, what my favorite uh, aspects of Final Fantasy games, I always kind of go... And tell people that, you know, in, ter in terms of a, a whole package, uh, Final Fantasy VI is my personal favorite. Uh, but in terms of uh, my favorite character in the entire series, that actually belongs to uh, to Cecil himself from Final Fantasy IV. Uh, and it, and it, it's purely just because of his uh, his personal battle uh throughout the the game you the, the the journey that he goes through from being you know this this trusting servant of uh the king of baron and then and then he starts to see things that aren't quite right uh 
and then he, and then and then he ends up uh, in the in, in the village of mist uh, where he's kind of used as kind of a pawn to to wipe out that village uh yep uh but his 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 story of how he changes to to his perspective of uh how things are uh, or how he is as well because he, he he personally feels up to up to that point as well so he's responsible for a lot of the the the, the pain that's been, that's been caused uh, uh by the by the by the county of Barron. uh and he kind of goes uh, he ends up in uh Missidia and and, and uh, self reflects at that point and ends up uh, going on a journey to mount ordeals uh where he uh, eventually uh, gets uh, his paladin status, uh, which is also a very fun uh, mechanic in the game because it uh, kind of resets the character as well. So that's fun. Level one. <laughs> don't buy here, uh, Matidia. You're screwed. That part was always funny. <laughs> yeah, but you, you get five levels uh, in the first battle. Yeah, it, it, it goes up so fast. Though. I mean, you, you're you're back to back to where you were very quickly. I mean, we should probably go straight to Zessel after that because Kane and Zessel's <laughs> names are pretty much going to tell you who their favorite characters are. Mine's obviously Tella. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> go die, dude. Um, so, Zessel, um, please tell us why uh, Cecil is your favorite character. My favorite character is Edward. Because yeah. <laughs> oh. a spoony bard. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have to fight. I can hide. Nah, my favorite character is Cecil because um or Cecil, however mm. way you pronounce it. Um this goes back to the first question asked duality aspect. Um, which I was trying not to be spoilerish, but that blew the coop. <laughs> um Cecil, he starts out as a dark knight. He's the only child, he's an orphan to the King of Baron. Um so he was raised in the dark art and in, in the dark sword, uh, dark knight. God, hard today. <laughs> and uh, you know, which is what Baron is known for: the red wings and dark knights and dragoons. Um, the king raised him as a son, and then all of a sudden, his father figure is telling him, "No, you're going to go around and murder people, and steal from them and pillage." And you know, him being the loyal servant slash son that he is. He does it, but then he starts questioning the king's orders, and the king just goes, get out of my sight. I banish you. Takes away his rank from the Red Wings and sends him on his quest to go to Mist. And, you know, he's distraught over this, and his good friend, King Highwind, you know, who's right above me, you know, <laughs> tagged along. You know, he stands up for him, and then the king's like, nah, you go with him too, you screw job. Because Kane also lost his dad. <laughs> But Kane will talk about losing his dad later. But, um, yeah, so he, they go on this journey. You know, they end up destroying the town of Mist. I got a pencil in my hand. I don't know why. <laughs> they end up destroying the town of Mist and killing this girl's mother. And, you know, Cecil feels bad. You know, why is all this happening to him? You know, then he ends up losing his best friend right immediately after that. You know, and. Now he's stuck with this little girl and he goes on his journey, you know, to figure out himself and figure out what he's going to do and how to save his kingdom. And then he gets to Mount Ordeals, which uh, Gekerman touched base on. He becomes a paladin. 
And the voice in Mount Ordeals is actually his father, Kluya. You know, and I think in some translations it explains that it's his dad. I'm not quite yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's his dad. Yeah, it's, yeah. And uh, he becomes a paladin. And now he has his purpose. He's redeemed himself to uh, the Mysidians and everything. And they tell him what's going on. You know, like the legend that's engraved on the sword. Um, And he just goes on his journey. He went from dark to light to having a sense of purpose. Um, He's an emotional character. Uh, he There's a love interest with a character. But, you know, duty before, you know, personal business. And, yeah. You know, he finds out he's got a brother, which I'm not going to spoil that at all. <laughs> he finds out he has a brother, um, and he finds out he's not the same species as his friends. Well, he's, he's half and half, I think. Yeah. 50, 50, yeah, 50. Pretty, pretty, pretty much, yeah, 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 he's half and half, yeah. And, you know, he ends up on, on a moon. <laughs> Weirdly, <laughs> fighting a dragon. And pink puffs, then, a, you know, what an amazing story! Who's uh, <laughs> hell bent on destroying stuff for no reason? Great story. Great yeah, story. It's, it's it's completely out there, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> quite, quite, it's, quite, it's quite, quite literally. <laughs> but I mean, this is exactly why I questioned uh, this podcast episode as to does Final Fantasy have four have the best story because. What Zessel has just written, it was spoken, is actually, I think, a really, really well put together story. It may seem a little bit crazy in places, but actually, that is pure <laughs> Final people. Fantasy fodder. It's beautiful. So we should move on to Kane, who is obviously going to say Kane is his favorite character. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But well, why? He, he, he might throw a curveball. You never know. He might. He might. I said tell her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, no, Kane actually has really sad story with um, just dealing with a lot of envy because his dad, his parents died when he was young too, so he was raised by the king just like Cecil. But he sees um, while they're growing up, Cecil gets most of the favor from the king. Um, they both fall in love with Rosa, but Rosa's the one. Rosa likes Cecil, not Kane, and then Cecil's the one who becomes commander of the Red Wings. So they're they're best friends, but Kane has this envy towards him throughout the whole the whole thing. Um, so then, when once they get separated, he gets mind controlled by Golbez, and all those feelings come out, and he just wants to kill Cecil and prove himself to Rosa. Um, then throughout the whole story, that he keeps struggling with that back and forth, and at the end, he gets you know he's he has a lot of guilt about what he did, so. Everyone else gets his like happy ending at the end, but he actually self isolates himself because he's ashamed of what he did. So he has to prove him. He wants to prove himself before he can see Cecil and Rosa again. Um, and that gets expanded in the after years, but that's later. Um, and then, yeah, and, and it happened. But Kane has like he has a lot of pride in being a dragoon as well, because when they were young, he could have he could have been the Dark Knight like Cecil was. But he wanted to honor his father and all of the dragoons, and he became that instead. And he actually ended up saving the dragoons from being disbanded. And um, yeah, so basically he just he just represents all the dragoons, <laughs> and then he ended up being a 
like a symbol for them for the rest of the series afterwards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about it, I think. Yeah. I like Kay. He's my second favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, following on from that, Kane struggles to pick a side throughout the game due to um, Golbez's mind control. Does the mind control thing happen in any other Final Fantasies that you can think of? Um, the, I was kind of looking at it. The only thing that's kind of close that comes with the mind control is actually Cloud and Seven. Yeah. When Genova controls him a couple of times and like actually makes him give Sephiroth the black materia. And that's like when Kane got controlled and took the dark crystal from Cecil and everybody. Yeah. Um that's, true. that's the only thing that I could think of that came up that involved mind control besides also Gobez in the same game. Um but there's a couple of other people who struggle with what side they were in throughout the game for other reasons. Like um Leon from the second game. Uh, Beatrix from 9, and then Gabranth a little bit from 12. They all had their little internal struggles with what was happening. Yeah, your boy Chris in chat is saying 8 with <laughs> Ultima Sia controlling. Yeah, I was just about to go into that, because Ultima Sia, she kind of controls uh, both uh, That's right, and Renoa as well. Adia and Renoa at separate times. Mm. It's actually quite a common thing. Does 8 really count as a Final Fantasy? <gasps> I'm there. I'm there. Oh no! Fighting words. I am anti-eight guys. He's ill. He's ill, guys. Don't listen to him. Um. So. Ignore <laughs> everything he just Uh-oh. said this entire hour. The, the the next question is actually aimed at Zessel. Uh, hopefully he can oh, answer this. I don't know if he's gonna cough. Um. Cecil has quite a journey throughout this game. Do you feel like he's one of the most developed characters in the Final Fantasy series? What trials... I mean, you've actually answered, answered this bit. What trials does he face like no other? Do you think... From my question, do you think he is one of the most developed characters? Or would you compare him to any others that you uh, can think the, of? I think Cecil in the whole series up towards 10... Um... Cecil has the best story arc of being the enemy to being mm-hmm. redeemed and just being an, having emotions introduced into him. Um, the only other one that I'd say is equal is a Dane from FF9. But uh, yeah, his Cecil's story arc is just amazing. Um, especially if you take the time and backtrack and you know actually talk to people, you know. Some people hate him, some people like him, you know. But then their dialogue changes when he changes classes. So, Cecil is pretty great. <laughs> um, I will accept this answer. And he's got a Cecil's actually one of my favorite characters, too. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Oh, that's great. Um, Gecko, a lot of people rate the storyline of this one higher than most. What do you think makes it one of the best and which parts stands out most in Final Fantasy IV? Well, as, as I kind of touched on earlier on, mm. I, I kind of mentioned that uh, uh, Final Fantasy VI was my personal favourite for, for its overall content, but Final Fantasy IV is, is really, really close. Uh, and, and, and it kind of changes, I, I kind of sometimes have wavering thoughts between the two because when I play one, then I think, oh, actually, I like this one more. And then play that, like, oh, actually, <laughs> this, it's just, it's just kind of that way. But uh, Final Fantasy 
four for me. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it ha- I mean, it has it has a lot of uh, really, really big highlights. I mean, I don't know how how spoiler really we're wanting to be here. It's uh, an old uh, game. But... You can say whatever you want about it. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's 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 a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of hardship and a lot of uh, there's a lot of darkness and and in this game there's a lot of uh, uh, where where the where your your main cast are heading towards a certain goal to do something and it just seems like Gobez is just always one step ahead of them uh, and then we can't we we, we we can't we can't go on without t- uh, touching on Taylor. Uh, uh, because I, I, I believe he's the only playable character, correct me if I'm wrong, that actually uh, perishes in the game. <laughs> yep. Hello. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, that, and, and that was him uh, trying to use the spell Meteor to, to kill uh, Gobez, which ultimately failed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was a that was a bit of a sad moment, and of course, Taylor did, did, did give us the the, the infamous Bernie Bard line. So we we we, 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 we have to love Taylor for that. I mean, uh, but the, the, I mean, it, it just feels like every, every time the the, the, the cat, the, 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 your protagonists are going through trying to either get the the overworld crystals or the underworld crystals, uh, you know, Gobez or ultimately Zemus is always just one step ahead. Uh, and there's always there's always kind of a challenge uh, of feeling one step behind the enemy. Yeah, I, I mean, really, I might as well ask the other two um, what your favorite part of the story is, or would you just agree that it, it's with Gecko? Would you agree, Kane? Do you have a specific part in the specific in the story? Specific one. There's a lot of parts I like in the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just pecking out one, but yeah, there's um, so many. That's okay. We can pass on that. Yeah. I just thought I might throw it at you. <laughs> well, I got an answer. Go on, Zessel. Uh, like, um, oh, go on. I was uh, I like towards the end, like when you get to the final boss. Um, you know, he and he originally takes you out, and then everyone comes together and prays and gives Cecil their strength. So like, it's everyone coming together to to um, take down Zero Miss. Yeah. And after the battle, where Cecil finally forgives Golbez and calls him brother. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That, that's that out the window there. Oh, that's all the way now. <laughs> Kane and uh, Gomez, bro. We, we said full, so, full spoilers here. We, we, we said, we did, yeah. Yeah, Kane and Gomez are brothers. Zessel, go on. Um, well, my favorite part is actually the ending credits when they do the cutbacks, cutscenes. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. During the game, um, uh, you get you get a pair of twins. And they're amazing. And they sacrifice themselves to save the whole entire party. And you're like, man, these kids are seven years old, and they done killed themselves. And you you go the whole game thinking they're dead. The other ones, like Sid and Yang, you find them elsewhere in the map. But you you beat the game thinking Palom and Porum are dead. Cutscene, they get the, the ending credits, they get saved. And you're just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I love Palamaporum. It's like, oh, and I also love the the scene of obviously Cecil turning into a paladin. That was a really great scene. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll fight, we'll fighting him dark as his dark side. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That whole sequence was amazing. There's a there's actually a pretty cool effect in the game where uh, they take 
two sprites and merge them into one in real time. The uh, when Cecil and Rosa, you know, kiss, hug, or whatever <laughs> after Cecil yeah. saves her. Right. Oh, <laughs> that's a pretty good scene too. And okay. Kane looks away. <laughs> and Kane's like, "Oh, I'm an emo boy." <laughs> Well, my next question is, have have any of you got a negative about the game? Are there any negatives? I will start with Kane. I have one negative in the story. <laughs> I think they have too many, like, fake out deaths throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, there's like there's probably about six times in the entire game, either you lose your whole party, you don't know what happened to them, or someone supposedly sacrifices themselves. <laughs> and... The only time that actually someone dies in that whole, all those times is uh, when Tella, when Tella sacrifices himself. Yeah. And one of those comes back at the end, uh, good as new. Yeah. Tella gets replaced. Tella gets replaced. Yeah, we have Fusuria. He's better. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gecko next. Uh, to be to be actually perfectly honest with you, that was the exact same fucking okay. thing. <laughs> Makes sense. Nice. Uh, yeah, literally. Yeah, that is. I mean, I would say it's quite funny because uh, a lot of people are sort of saying that for Final Fantasy VII Remake, not to give away too many spoilers because I'm not going to mention any names, but in that there's a lot of seemingly fake deaths as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, that's a good point it's actually. interesting that they're bringing <laughs> it back. They wrote, they, yeah, they undid a lot of them at the end. Yeah. Uh, Zessel, what about you? Do you have any negatives other than what I'm we've just said? I'm fine with all the fake-out devs. That's fine. <laughs> you know, cool! I found Yang alive in the Sylph Cave! Awesome! Cool! Nah, I hate the Lodestone Cavern where you have to fight all those stupid doors. Okay. With no metal. Oh, God, yeah. With no metal equipment <laughs> And it's just like, oh, I gotta yeah, go into a... this room. Boom, dungeon, battle. <laughs> that is an annoying dungeon. Yeah. And the game ending. I hate starting over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a cute answer. Um, Kane, can you describe the developer's room for us? You did mention it quite early on in the, the podcast. Um, what are the funny things that happen in the developer's room? Yeah, there's a, it's a, this cool little area that you get in the um, in the dwarven castle you, you can find um and you actually find a bunch of sprites and little random encounters and they're named after all the people involved with the game so like you can talk with them they'll, they'll all just say little quotes or they'll fight you can fight them and they'll, they'll give you a little random quote too um and then also in there you can find something called the the lustful lolly hole which is uh, just this magazine that's Highly implied to be like a perverted magazine, <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, I mean that's basically what the room is. It's just like a fun little Easter egg thing. Yeah. Um, when you do the when you go to the 3D version of the game, they still have it, but they change all the names to reflect the new the new team behind the remake. And then in the after years, they actually move that room to near where the final dungeon is. And again, they update all the names for all the all the new people behind that game. It's nice that they kept it in all the versions. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. It was a really cool. It's a really fun addition that they added. Um, so we're coming up to our last few questions. If there's anybody else in chat that hasn't put a question through the channel points yet and would like to ask any more questions on Final Fantasy, please chuck them in now through the channel points and I'll read them out for you in a minute. 
So, uh, Gecko, which Final Fantasy would you mostly compare to 4 and why? That was another one I kind of fell uh, because I, I, I personally feel uh, 4 stands out in its own uh, quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've already kind of mentioned 6, but they, they are, they, they, I, like, I like both of them for different reasons, because, because, and it's because uh, they are different. Uh, they, they have different settings. They have different. Uh, they have different ways that the, the games play out. But I mean, a lot of the a lot of the earlier uh, Final Fantasy games prior to six uh, were all were all, were all kind of a kind of a, like a, 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 a medieval a medieval type uh, era, uh, and. Yeah, it was it was one of those ones. Like, I, I, I honestly, I I find it hard to really compare it to any of the others because it was the first game. It was it was really the first game in the series that gave you, uh, you know, pro, uh, protagonists uh, with 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 actual names uh, when the, when it was originally released. Because before that, it was just uh, the Warriors of Light. Uh, so, so up until that point, uh, you 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 kind of had characters that you could kind of. Uh, Name on your own that had uh, that had, had no real uh, no real character development as such uh, until until four came along. So that, that and and that's part of what uh, makes a uh, uh, four special as well. Yeah. Does anybody else? Does any of you two, um, Zessel and Kane, do you think you could compare it to any other Final Fantasy? In any way, um, no, the only thought of really. it is I can oh. compare it to is nine, uh, just because mm. every character is already preset in the story, there's no genericness about it. It's, it's going to be the same story no matter what. Uh, you know, Cecil is going to go to Mount Ordeals, become a paladin, he's going to fight Golbez, Tella's going to die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> gonna yell, Spoonie Bard. <laughs> He's going to cry over his daughter who is trying to marry a prince. I don't... My daughter's trying to marry a prince and they're a Spoonie Bard. Go for it, baby girl. But... <laughs> Spoonie Bard. But, um... Unlike, you know, one, two, or three where... There, you teleport it. You're there. Okay, cool. Go explore. No story on the characters. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I, mean, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, with the re-releases, they obviously gave those characters a bit more, a bit more depth. Listen to they, they with, with the with the, the remakes of them, they they gave the characters names like some Leon and Fidian and things like that. Uh, oh, and and with three you had and, and with three you had uh, you had Lunaf and Arya and that, that cast as well. When the even even those two didn't have nearly as much character development as four does. No, exactly I'm not. Exactly not. They just gave them names. <laughs> Yeah, that that is pretty much that's that's most of the, the the big difference between well, apart from the upscaling and graphics, of course. But uh, that's the, the is that they gave those characters uh, kind of more meaningful names. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the last question. Um, Zessel, what would you say to convince someone who has never played four to pick it up today? Um, four is better than eight. <laughs> no, um, if you want, if you want great combat, you want a semi-decent, you know, 
long longer base game final fantasy 4 is the way to go you know it's not it's not bad to look at especially if you pick up the psp version some of the side content's fun to play um the progression's great um story i absolutely love the story um and like if you play the uh you can play the super nintendo version and get a different experience than the psp and the uh, 3d remake so you can play it three different times have you know three different sets of emotions going on throughout the game uh three different experiences so... have have any of you three played those three versions all of i them? didn't play the original but i played the 3d and the um and the PSP versions and a lot of the other older ports. Cecil, did you? You have. I played all four. <gasps> I played original Japanese, oh. English yeah. translated, Final Fantasy II, 3D, and PSP. And as I kind of mentioned, I've, I've played the uh, the English uh, version on the Nintendo. I played the the, the 3DS version, and I bought the uh, the pc port as well which i've uh, i've played the only one i've not played is the psp but there are there are means and ways of doing that so i might eventually get around to that yeah <laughs> so zessel out of those three no four versions that you have played which one would you suggest to people to pick up first uh if you want casual you know gameplay you just want to experience the story play the psp um you want difficulty you know and different mechanics and played a 3D version, which is on uh, the Nintendo DS and Steam and mobile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you want the full-blown experience, you know, of the original Super Nintendo, find yourself the patch version of the Japanese, which is a Final Fantasy IV hard type. That's my personal go-to. That's what I like playing. But I know the mechanics and what's going to happen and how to handle it. Okay, brilliant. So now we're going to go and ask the questions that the audience, the audience guys have asked. That's what I'm going for tonight. It's an audience. Um, so the first one we've got, well, we've already gone through one of tomatoes. Let's see. <laughs> the first one that tomato asked was, why did they name the super badass Dark Knight Cecil? <laughs> Because that's his name. Nobody ever uses that name. (laughs) (laughs) Unique name. I'm more concerned for his last name. His last name is Harvey. Oh, wow. What a name. Cecil Harvey. Okay. Slightly didn't know what to call him, really, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I reckon that's what has that old English ring to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. like a more uh, old English setting. Yeah. Okay, and then the next question is from Perilous Mun. Perilous Mun? Yes. Uh, What are your favorite attacks in-game, party members or enemies? Darkness. Jump. Kick. Um, Kick is cool. Yeah, kick is cool. Bard Song is all right. Uh, I don't like Bard Song in the 3D version. (laughs) What's the difference? (laughs) Um, you can actually pick the songs in in that one, oh, and right. it made a couple more, couple of them more useful. Oh. Okay. Uh, um. And cry. <laughs> Zero miss is what's that? Uh, I don't, I can't remember the move, but um, it's really um, spacey. big bang. Yeah, big bang. Mm-hmm. 
slight seizure warning in the uh, Super Nintendo yeah. version. Yep. <laughs> That's a pretty cool attack, actually. And uh, and and Mega Flare if you ever let Bahamut hit it. Yeah, yeah that too. I like Meteor in that game too. They actually made it story relevant a lot. Yeah, they did. They did yeah. Oh, the twin ability. I like the twin ability. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, twin cast. Twin cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, twin cast was awesome. Yeah, that's a cool mechanic. Okay. Um, I know that there was another another question that Perilous asked actually. Um, which character has the best character arc? Story arc. Rydia. Interesting. Would you like to because elaborate? I like now outside of Cecil. Um Rydia, she starts off, she's she's a young girl. She's like what, eleven or twelve when her whole entire village is destroyed. And then you lose her when uh Leviathan attacks. Not Leviathan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, was it Leviathan? Yeah, it's Leviathan. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is Leviathan. Yeah. It's Leviathan, yeah. yeah. And uh, she, she ends up getting swallowed by Leviathan, and she lives in the Feymar for about a year uh, in game time. Um, but she comes back, she's a full-blown adult, because time is different in the Feymar. So, our time, she's still 12 years old. Her time, she's like 18, 19. Um, yep. Which is a huge debate. Um, but now she comes back at a critical point, you know, the whole party's wiped out, you know, Goldbass is about to kill everybody. She just comes in, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Save, saves the day. It, it just progresses from there, especially if you get into the, um, expansions of the game. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting because she has a, she, initially she has a lot of, a. Uh... A lot of resentment towards uh, towards uh, Cecil himself as well, mm -hmm. just 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 because of the 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 fact that he, he, she holds him responsible for the death of his mother mm -hmm. for like two minutes. And she has a really <laughs> good scene too, where um, she learned fire because he has to like overcome her fear of fire after what Cecil did. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's yeah. a really nice scene. Mm -hmm. How I forget about the ice wall. Yep, the ice wall. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta use fire. Well, it killed my village. Well, you gotta do it. Fire! <laughs> Ain't go there with power and later. He's like, okay, fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Kane, would you agree? Or do you have another character in mind for their star story arc? No, R Rydia has a really good one. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, both of them already... Uh, Zesso and Gecko already talked about Zesso's story arc. And that, he's just really good as well. And obviously, I like Kane's story arc. Um, yeah, and it, but his expands into the after years too when he gets he actually gets to redeem himself finally. Holy dragoon, yep, and the holy <laughs> dragoon. <laughs> I can cast cure now, yay, and haste. Yeah. Well, actually, on that <laughs> note, because we've now gone through all of the questions, um, chat, if you do have any more questions, please just chuck them in the chat right now for us as I just ask these guys this. I'm guessing all three of you have seen the trailer for Final Fantasy 16, where there is a Dragoon Knight, Zessel. Have you been hiding under a rock? No, I've seen it. Oh, okay. Why well, you? He doesn't like it. You don't like it. Do you um, think? Do you think that this new Final Fantasy will bear some very original Final Fantasy themes? I am. I. 
yeah, granted, the trailer looks great. Okay, sure. Um, I'm glad they're going back to the more medieval, you know, old English kind of style, which is my personal favorite mm-hmm. area. I brought over timeline, yeah. time frame. Um, but we've already seen combat, and everybody knows that Zessel does not like 15. <laughs> I am not an action combat guy. It is stupid, and they have crapped upon my favorite series by going uh, into action combat. Yes, yeah, Zesso, don't, you know. don't don't feel lo- alone on that one. I'm I'm right there with you. <laughs> I am going on a tangent for a second. Square Enix, y'all, you, y'all bit yourself in the ass with it. Excuse my language. Y'all stated publicly that people do not want uh, turn-based combat, and then. Two to three weeks later, y'all released Dragon Quest XI, and it outperformed first mod sales of 15. And it has turn-based combat. People will still have problems with 15. They don't like it, but people will always play Dragon Quest XI with turn-based combat. But now you're going to get the Devil May Cry dude in there to do your combat, and I'm not getting 16. I will watch it, <laughs> but I will not be doing 16 unless they fix the combat. It is strong words. It is uh, it's a mockery of what the Final Fantasy franchise is. It it, they didn't evolve the uh, combat like FF10. I love FF10's combat. That's it should have continued with that. Even twelve a little bit, you know, menu Mm -hmm. managing, because that's how Final Fantasy should be. You should be able to stop, strategize, and focus on the battle, not just. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I could teleport. Okay. 16, nah. Okay. 7, remake. Can't even jump. What the hell? Yeah, that, that it upsets me a little bit that I can't jump. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts, you can jump. Kingdom Hearts. That was a, you I remember that being strategy. a huge thing when they released 10 2. It was like, you can jump now. Oh. <laughs> I actually literally forgot about that because I very rarely play a 10 2. Yeah. <laughs> I play it once, but I like remembered that part when the I remember that being a a selling point when the game was coming out. Um, we got ourselves a purist. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you have, yeah. Um Gecko, uh do you have any thoughts on on the new Final Fantasy relating back to any early ones like four? I mean, I, I, I mean, I'll, 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 on, honestly, I'll still pick it up because it's a Final Fantasy game. I've picked up every single Final Fantasy game ever since uh, I was introduced to the series, and that's probably not going to stop. Uh, so, I, 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 yeah, yeah, you're, wel- <laughs> you're welcome to. You're welcome to. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll, I'll give it. A tr- I'll give it a try. I mean, from from what we've seen of the, the the combat, I mean, it still has that Final Fantasy 15 feel. Uh, which I, which I have personal regrets with because I just as as I just find it mind numbing. <laughs> uh, I mean, literally, all you're doing is holding a button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can, if you can, if you, if, you, if you can dodge, you can win the game easy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got dead in the ice cavern a lot. Uh, but uh, I, I, I do, I do, I do. I, did, I was, I was quite happy with the fact that they went back to the, the medieval uh, uh, kind of theme uh, because that is 
predominantly what earlier Final Fantasy games had, and I, I really like that theme. So I I will check it out more just because of the fact that they they're they're, they're going uh, in terms of, in terms of the the game story back to back to the roots, I guess. Kane, what about you? I, I like the setting as well. It's like the medieval setting, and then they're bringing. It sounds like they're bringing the crystals back. Mm. Um, into being an important plot device on there. Um, I actually did like the combat because <laughs> um, Devil May Cry is actually my second favorite series. So if they're doing that kind of combat in it, then that's good for me. So I'm definitely going to be getting that game. It's a win-win for Kane. Uh, yeah, it's a win-win for me. It's like combining my two favorites. So <laughs> I'm in. And I love how the, I love how all the summons looked in the game in that trailer. Yeah, they all looked amazing. I'm very intrigued, actually. I personally think that the summons will sort of maybe be something like junctioned to a character, um, because it feels in... like that. You you said a you, you you said a bad word there. I know it's a junction because <laughs> uh, in the then we're gonna draw the magic. Because <laughs> because in well, I'm hoping nothing like eight, but in the trailer you could see for one uh, there was that I think there were two different characters that had phoenix wings when they were battling right. and then there was another character that had giant kind of titan hulk right. hands so it makes me wonder yeah. what they're doing with the summons in this new one and if it's you get some kind of ability if you have it it's like he could channel the summon power mm, it yes. feels like yeah it kind of it kind of seemed that way didn't it just mm. just going by how the combat looked and you had those kind of uh, those kind of like Orders of uh, of arms coming out and things like that. yeah yeah it's it's intriguing yeah, yeah it is I'm sure you just spam a button for it probably <laughs> <laughs> we have one last question um from Tomato which is actually asking what the hell happens in the after years because uh, I'm in the same boat actually I also don't know what happens in the after years. Well, Kane, a lot that happens in the after years. We, we kind of made a secret pact just before the, the stream started saying we'd give it like 10 seconds and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't want to trigger, trigger Zessel. <laughs> I can explain what happened in FF4 the after years. Did you play FF4? That's what happens in the after years. It's the same game. It's rehashed content. Oh. That's it. That's all it is. There's a lunar phase. Bollocks. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, some, some 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 of the way the combat works is a bit different in the, the after years. Just as uh, as mentioned, there, there's a lunar phase and there's a day phase, which kind of affect where what certain abilities work better at certain times of day. And um, they added a, a band mechanic too, where like two or more characters can combine their attacks and do a, a special attack. So it's Chrono Trigger. Anyway, yeah. But worse. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually, if you get the um, the main five from the original game and do their ultimate ban attack, it's called Final Fantasy. Oh. Final, I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> what year did the After Years come out? When was that? Um, Ooh, that's a good question. I forgot the exact year, but it's 17 years after the first game. And plot-wise, the game takes place 17 years after the main game does. Y'all want to hear something messed up with the After Years? It came out on mobile first, right? In mm -hmm. chapters? Yeah, it came out. I thought it was, on, I thought it was the Wii first. Uh, no, it was, it was mobile I, I had first. It on mobile. Was it mobile? 
There was oh, okay. There was more at first. They, they kind of went for a. They kind of went for an anime re- uh, with it and t- tried to release it in kind of episodes. Yeah, they, the the game came out episodically, so like it'd be and a I game chapter, get rid of a chapter. And each um, chapter was about twenty to thirty bucks each, and I sat there yeah. and bought them all. I don't remember. I don't remember being quite that. That much. was a cash grab. And like one chapter, yeah. it was. I remember it was like twenty bucks. One chapter, twenty dollars. It lasts. For ten minutes. Ten minutes, yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, no! We, we, we really, yeah. I mean, the as uh, 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 like that. I, I remember saying, sitting I'm... there at work on top of an escalator because I used to work on escalators. Like, yeah, got to download. I'm going on my break. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Beat it right oh. there on break. <laughs> like this is bull. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the the main character there is actually Cecil and Rosa's son, uh, Seador. Oh, cute. Okay. Yeah, you better see it. Yeah. yeah. So, after years. And then there's like a whole plot line with him and Kane throughout the throughout the episodes. Mm-hmm. Is Kane a good or a bad guy? Both. Yeah, well, well, um, there's, there's, a, there's a plot there to that. Good, and, do we want to go into spoilers of it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It should be. Kane's got a scimitar <laughs> in the game. Not a lance, but... it's a scimitar. <laughs> what? <laughs> that does not happen. <laughs> the hooded man. I mean, yeah, I don't know how spoiler you want to get about the after years about Kane, but just don't, just don't play it. Just don't play it. Okay, right. <laughs> so we should play money. four, but we shouldn't play the after years. No, save your money. Buy Chrono Trigger instead. Better story. Uh... Oh, buy, buy the complete collection. You'll have all the games, and you can just play them all. <laughs> There is that. There is that. Oh, there is other means. Okay. Yeah, there is other means. Um, Just don't play it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, do you, any of you guys have anything else that you would like to say about Final Fantasy before, before we end for the day? Play it. It's a great game. Play it if you play haven't. More than one. Definitely recommend it. I, I personally would recommend it. I, I, I mean, I know a lot of people have played a lot of the... the from the era from the PlayStation onwards, but I would highly recommend people play a lot of the, the, the older ones because there's just there's just so much uh, to enjoy from those earlier games. Also, FF4 is easy to break. Break in what way? Uh, Well, like 10 minutes in, you can skip all of Mist. <laughs> you know, go back what? in and get a powerful <laughs> weapon, you know, and then go right back out. I have a clip where I skip uh, the City of Mist, and uh, you you get a powerful weapon, but in order to keep the game from breaking, breaking, you have to go back in and trigger the event, where you got the throwing dagger. It kills everything in one hit, up until about three quarters of the game. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's a little broken. Yeah, that's... Or, if you want to wake Zero Miss up, that's how Nintendo Power put it, and... Um, just go to any stairway or to any door. It's called 64-door hierarchy glitch. Just go in and out 64 times, and then, bam, game broke. <laughs> it was actually okay. a funny little thing with uh, Zero Miss. But before you activate, you fully activate the fight, you can have Edge actually steal a Dark Matter from him. Makes no sense. You can't use it. it. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> in the 3D version, they actually you actually needed to unlock one of the super bosses, I think, in the new game plus, but in the originals, it just does nothing. It's a funny thing you can steal. 
Um, there's the pink puff, which is no uh, no need to do. Dragon <laughs> rights. Yep. I have a pink puff tail on my Super Nintendo save. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. FF4 is great gameplay. Cool. It's a, it's a really good game. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for uh, thank you guys for being on tonight, and thank you everybody in chat. Um, let's just go through each of you. If you could just say a little bit about when you, if you stream, when you stream, where you stream, and um, and yeah. So we'll start with Gecko. Uh, so I, I mean, I stream every Monday, Wednesday, usually uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, as I kind of mentioned earlier, I do a lot of mobile gaming on the stream as well. So on, like a, on, a, on a Wednesday and a Friday, I'll, I'm playing uh, Opera Omnia on the mobile. Uh, uh, and I do like a co-stream on a Monday and then a, kind of a, viewer's, a viewer's choice on a, uh, on a Saturday. Lovely. Kane, what about yourself? I normally stream Monday through Wednesday and then Friday, Saturday, usually starting around 10 EST. Uh, I'm actually streaming Final Fantasy 15 right now. And um, I stream a lot of uh, mobile Final Fantasy, Opera Omnia. Um, it's like a huge crossover mobile Final Fantasy game. Yep, so that's Gecko and Kane playing Opera Omnia. I would recommend. And yep, Zessel, me too. I don't. <laughs> Zessel, what about yourself? What have you been playing recently? Um, I well, I I've been doing Chrono Trigger, and I got a side series going on for Final Fantasy IX on Sunday. Um, I try to stream every night at eight thirty Eastern. Uh, right now I got stuff going on, so my day I could I've been canceling days lately, but Sunday is a definite. I do uh, Final Fantasy for the children. For the kids on Sunday, it's a, a clean, family-friendly stream nowadays, and um, it's to introduce kids to RPGs and trying to, you know, show them that modern warfare ain't the only thing around. <laughs> um, but I'm currently playing Chrono Trigger as my main series Monday through Friday at eight thirty okay. Eastern. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, guys. Thanks for joining me. Actually, now is a perfect time for me to announce for everybody. Um, next month being October, I would like to hold a Halloween Final Fantasy quiz podcast, a quiz show, rather mm. than a discussion of a, of a Final Fantasy. So if any of you, including you guys that are currently here with me, if any of you would like to take part in a Final Fantasy quiz... Um, I'm down for that. <laughs> preferably, well, you might take yourself back. So preferably where you're willing to do fancy dress dressed up as one of your Final Fantasy characters. Um, please let me yeah, know. Perfect. I'm really hoping that we can do a Halloween quiz night where we'll have Final Fantasy questions. And hopefully the audience can also get involved with it. We should have lots of little rounds and it should be very interactive and interesting, but I would love to have a few of you guys live with me uh, dressed up as Final Fantasy characters. And I also have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's me too, don't worry. I'm not getting out of it. <laughs> so if any of you are interested, please send me a message. Uh, any of the ways, I'm on Discord, I'm on here, I'm on Twitter, I'm everywhere. Just just find me and you'll you'll see. 
Zessel. Zessel, you've redeemed a question. What interests me about Final Fantasy IV? You want you want to know what interests me about Final Fantasy IV? The story was got me, what got me into Final Fantasy IV. So in preparation for this podcast episode, I watched um, a playthrough of the PSP version. I, before starting a watch through, I checked all of the versions that there were, and I wanted to see um, which one I would prefer to watch. And I actually chose the PSP. I don't really like the 3D remakes of the Final Fantasies. Um, and the PSP seemed the most yeah. sort of best written, most stable looking one. So I went with that um, and thoroughly enjoyed it. Right from the off, the story's already kicks in. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed watching it and immediately wanted to start playing it, which is a little bit difficult because I've got to find an emulator for it. But um, yeah, that there you go. That's my answer, Zessel. I hope you like that. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay! Kane, I have a question for you. Yep. Why is it? Why, why does Kane seem like he's in the air for an eternity when you jump? <gasps> yeah, yeah. Why are you always he, up he there? He jumps. He jumps really high up. <laughs> I get that, that speed going so he can do the double damage when he hits him. When he hits the enemy. <laughs> um. Well, thank yes, so that's it, everybody. Um, the next podcast will hopefully be a Halloween quiz. And if any of you want to join in, please do join in and let me know. And uh, I will be putting up information about it in the coming weeks and trying to collate some peeps that are willing. So thank you, everybody, for being here tonight. Thank you, Gecko, Kane, and Zessel for joining me. It is an absolute pleasure having you guys on. You're always so full of information, and that's why we choose you guys for the podcast. Um, thanks for having us. Thank no, thanks for having us yeah. along, yeah. Oh, thank you, guys. Anytime. And thank you very much Any for chatting. Anytime. Anytime. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, chat, for being here and, and bringing in some more questions for us to ask everybody. I really appreciate all of you being here and I hope to see you all soon. So everybody say bye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.